politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Adam's up Welcome to Potoms Up. Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Hello, and Potoms Up, Double Seven, Episode 77, coming at you. Been a couple weeks, but uh, we surfaced for air and uh, going to air our grievances. Clean air, I hope. Uh, air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how all the air is contaminated. <laughs> it's all COVID air. Trump <laughs> virus air. <laughs> how are you guys doing tonight? Go ahead, Nobs. I'm hanging in there. I don't like that it's getting so cold and dark so early at night, but here we are. Yeah, what can I do about it? Yeah, but you know, t- today was pleasant. It was windy. Windy. That, it, Holy moly. Yeah. Holy mackerel, Andy. But you can't complain about the 70 degrees too much. Well, I can complain because I was inside all day. So yeah. I was no more working from home for me. So yeah, I, I was out running around a little bit. Um, and it was, yeah, sometimes it almost even felt like a warm breeze. So not too bad. Did you feel you were like down in the, the islands or something? Absolutely. <laughs> like Drummond Island? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> expectations, right? It's all so I have my I got my 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 palm tree church key right here in front of me. Oh, look at you. Well, you know, I wasn't really sure because it's been a while if I knew where the official Potoms Up bottle opener was. Uh, but it is right here next to me. <laughs> <laughs> right where you left her last time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah, I'm doing fine. And uh, Fred, you are as well, right? I am. Surprisingly, I am. Ah, well, surprisingly, I don't know. You know, What would you have to be down about? Oh, I'm just joking. Oh, okay, you're not fine. <laughs> it's, it's just another day. <laughs> Ah, uh, no Trapped such thing. Trapped in my house. <laughs> Although, you, you know, I, I did find myself bored between 5 and 6.15 today. <laughs> A whole hour and 15 minutes, huh? Like like I had nothing to do. <laughs> I almost fell asleep. I'm playing solitaire on my phone, watching MSNBC, but I was just bored out of my mind. I'm like, I, I need I, uh, and I'm kind of caught up on work, and I'm not up at the brewery, and you know, it was like I'm I'm really bored. Yeah, hobby. Uh, I thought maybe you know I, I, the, the day when I was building model cars could could be yeah. coming back in the wintertime if I if I continue to stay bored. Yeah, you can't have that hour and a half to yourself. You got to fill it with something. I, no, I would have loved to have had it by myself. I mean, I suppose I could have picked up my book and started reading it, you know. Maybe that's what I should have done. No, no, no. I, I still want to use it to my to myself. Like I said, I, I just didn't know how to didn't know what to do with that hour and fifteen minutes. It's called a nap. 
I, you know, I can't do the nap thing. And that, you know, that would be a good cultural topic at another time. Because I, I, it, it just keeps me up at night. I love <laughs> naps. But if I, if I take a 45-minute nap, I'm up for, the other, for three hours when I should be sleeping at night. It, it equates that much rest. 45-minute nap, I'm not falling asleep until 3 a.m. See, for a second, I thought you were saying that not being able to nap keeps you up at night. Like you're like pondering it. (laughs) Why can't I take a nap? (laughs) There's a brilliance to that, Nobs. I don't know. There's a real brilliance to that. Yeah. Uh, A bit of irony there. Yes. Something. A lot, lot, a lot in that little statement. But so I don't do the nap thing. Fred, Fred, do you nap? I can't. I think the only time I actually nap is when I'm ill and that's mm. about the only time I get naps. I'm not when you're sure. down with the sickness? Yeah. Yep, yep. When I'm yeah. down with the sickness, it's about the only time I nap. So I don't know. It, 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 I'm kind of jealous because I, I, I just don't do it. I think it started from this feeling that I'm going to miss something. Oh, the FOMO. Yeah. Can't something nap like. because of the FOMO. Yeah, it could be. So. I'm an old man. I should nap. I should just randomly just fall asleep when I'm sitting, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's kind of the way I felt today. But like I said, I I will jump up and, you know, figure out something else to do versus taking that nap. You know, I went so far as to like, you know, start packing for our weekend getaway, which does start tomorrow. But normally I don't start throwing things up into a bag until, you know, 10 minutes before we're leaving. <laughs> Joe man, she she'll nap at the drop of a, a dime. Just say the word nap, and she'll go out. Yeah, Pop Tart can nap too, pretty easily. You yeah. know, close the eyes long enough, and they just fall asleep. Good for them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. to the beers. What about music trivia? Yeah. Oh, what about seven 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 double seven. hockey sticks? Seven seven couple interesting things out of uh, 1977 in the world of music. Uh, on February 4th, Fleetwood Mac released Rumors. Rumors, which right. Yeah. To this day is one of the best-selling albums in Histoire. Mm-hmm. And on 16 August 77, everybody take their hats off, put their hand over their heart. Elvis was found dead on his toilet. That is sad. Yeah. What a tragic way to go. <laughs> Even if you're Elvis. <laughs> Even if you're Elvis, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, yeah, speaking of musicians lost, yesterday was a bit of a shocker. EVH. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was never a huge fan when I was in high school. Uh but could certainly at least appreciate them. But you know, I, I that 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 wasn't the music that I was gravitating towards. Um, but certainly, I, I mean, you know, uh, impact on the hard rock scene uh, in the seventies uh, cannot be overstated, right? Right. And his ability. Um. I think sometimes got even lost on myself, you know, um, it really wasn't 
till I, I, I saw that Rolling Stones had ranked him number one, uh, that I started to kind of rethink a little bit of that, uh, of my own personal rankings on greatest guitarist ever. And thought, you know, maybe maybe I'm missing out on something here that, because uh, uh, you know, I mean, I do have to to a certain extent trust the Rolling Stone ranking, you know, whether I want to put them up there at number one or you know, in the top five. I may have not had him in my top five before. Uh, he he was, I mean, big talent and very unique and innovative, and and when you heard an Eddie Van Halen guitar riff, whether you knew it or not, you knew it. You know, you know what I mean? It's like very signature. Very much so. Uh, in, in fact, in one of the homages to him, I, I saw they, they mentioned his, his tone as, as being signature. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, my, my son who is, you know, practicing his craft as a guitarist, I was, I was, we don't text or talk often enough while he's away up at school, but I was a little surprised that he um, texted me first on this because I don't know if I would have texted him because I wasn't really sure where he fell within the, uh, um, in the appreciation of Eddie Van Halen, you know? Mm-hmm. And so he just sent me a link <clears throat> and it was the, Guitar track, so just the guitar track for uh, I'm the One, which I think is off Van Halen 1. I don't recognize that. Yeah, it's not a, uh, it was never a popular song, not a hit. And I listened to it uh, front to back, the just the guitar track, and yeah, it was pretty amazing. I mean, and, and then and then I listened, because I wasn't familiar with the song, then I listened to the song. Uh, the, the full track. And, you know, it's it's so interesting to hear them separate and together because you realize, you know, in the song, there's the, the drums and the bass and, you know, David Lee Roth and there's, you know, all these other things happening. Um, and then when, but when you just listen to the guitar only track, you really hear all the intricacies that he is doing, you know, and all of the different changes. I mean, just... You know, he, he's doing anything but playing chord. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, a constant change uh, of what he's doing to play along with that song. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I too, was never like a huge Van Halen fan, but I, I do recall very vividly the very first time I heard that album, and I had... N- it made an impression on me just from the standpoint I'd never heard anything sound quite like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like I was totally blown away by a lot of the songs, but just that that sound, it's like, wow, this is so different and so unique. And I think we listened to it. Seriously, I went over to a friend's house, guy I used to play soccer with, and I swear we played that thing 10 times front to back, <laughs> just uh, hanging around listening to it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't say, um, like, again, for my taste, that Eruption is one of, you know, the, the greatest guitar solos ever for my taste or what I would rank up there. But in terms of its ranking, it's got to be, like, up there, right? 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, uh, it, it certainly is, is signature uh, EVH. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and when you, you, when you, as soon as you hear it, you know, like you oh, said. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, all right. You know, there, you know yeah. speaking one last thing on this, speaking yeah. of signature sounds, you know, a lot of people, I believe, still don't know that it's Eddie Van Halen on Michael Jackson's Beat It. Mm. And it's it's signature all over the place, but a right. lot of people don't realize that's him playing that. I'm not sure that I did. I'm sure I've been told one time or another, but. Well, you've been told again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we we do, miss do. you, Elvis. <laughs> Poor dude dies on the shitter and we talk about Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that was a little rude, maybe. I don't know. Homage, homage. Um, you remember going to Graceland, I assume. Of course, it's 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 it, it's one of the best groups on ever. Mind. It, it is <laughs> platinum tour, baby, platinum tour. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Okay, on to beer. Okay, uh, so I have delivered to the crew today a Bell's product, which. Has it been a while since we've done a Bell's product? I, I didn't look back, but when I picked it up, I kind of felt like, you know, I don't think we've been doing very many Bell's lately. I haven't been doing very many beers lately. Um, this is their Robust Porter. Um, it is 5.6 ABV. Um, and I guess, you know... Um, it, it probably falls in with just kind of a basic porter, um, multi-brown ale, heavily roasted stouts, notes of chocolate, coffee, and roasted barley are offset with just a slight hop bitterness. So it's all things to all people. <laughs> <laughs> Good way to put it. The Bell's knows they do know how to market because then it also says enjoy any time of year. So... <clears throat> Well, when you I know. saw the uh, the porter, I said, "Ah, it definitely is fall. We're starting to slide back towards this the dark, heavy stuff." Um, yeah, yeah. This was uh, not by accident. Absolutely by design. Um, well, sounds anyway, interesting. Give it a pour and give it a taste. Pours up decent. Not much of a head on mine. Nope, not much here either. Flat line uh, on the head. Um, I, I, I got about a, I don't know, quarter, quarter of an inch on mine. Eighth of, eighth lucky, of an inch. lucky. Yeah. Anyway, anyone want to, uh, go first? I'll jump in. Um, it's kind of thin tasting. I was expecting a little bit thicker viscosity on it. it it's, it's a little thin and I'm. I'm also getting like on the finish. I don't know how to describe it. It's 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 almost reminds me of like when we do like a barrel aged like a bourbon beer where you get a little bit of fumes. Mm-hmm. I almost kind of got that on the finish. Mm. With a five point six. Well, yeah that that's why I'm a little confused on it. It's like yeah, you should be getting that from something you know nine to twelve range, but. 
but then it wouldn't be thin either because I, I, I you know, I, I kind of think the the alcohol content is often directly related to the thinness of the beer. Uh, I, I don't find it as 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 thin as you describe it. Um. Uh, so I, I, I think it's got the right amount of mouthfeel to it. Um, my first impressions are, you know, I think it's a, a solid porter. Um, it, it does have that aftertaste, you know, um, you know, maybe like roasted bananas on a spit over mesquite or something like that. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I did not expect that <laughs> because I just wanted to say something like that, you know. Because yeah. whenever I I read this stuff about you know the taste of beers, I'm always like, what? <laughs> I don't get anything like that. But you know, read some Untapped, right? And you you hear that shit, right? Um, but I do think it's interesting when they talk about notes of chocolate coffee and roasted barley. I, you know. Are those notes coming out because I don't think they added chocolate or coffee into this? Like it's it's not a chocolate or coffee porter. I'm getting a little bit of the coffee, and and so yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not there, and I get yeah. a little bit of the coffee too, which is the bitterness, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I don't get any chocolate. I don't think. Unless it's just like bitter dark chocolate. Yeah, I, I just think it's really interesting when they when they put those in. But I, I'm right now. I can tell you, I'm enjoying this beer very much. And I'm that's glad really I just what stands out to me is just the bitterness of it. Mm-hmm. So, well, it does talk I, about that as well. So yeah, it does. They warned you, but it, but I don't think it's over bitter at all. I don't feel like it's burnt. No, I agree. It's reasonable. It's not, it's not overly bitter, but that's all I'm getting from it. There's nothing to really back it up. Well, you want coconut or coffee? Two of your favorite ingredients? <laughs> well, I, I said there's already the coffee in it. I can taste that. And coconut, you never taste the coconut anyway, so what's the point? So I'm not sure how I feel about it. It's not going to be a for me. I can tell you that. Could be a meh, though, huh? or, or worse. Yeah. yeah, it's going between a meh and a not for me. I just don't know where it's going to swing yet. I need that half glass... Judgment call. And only 5.6% too? Like, I'm not saying this is on you, Blotto, but <laughs> doesn't even have that. 5.6 isn't bad. It's not like sister kissing. No, it's just above it. It, it is just above it. I mean, yeah, when I, but I agree with you. When I'm drinking a heavier beer, I you know, in in many ways, I want that to be in the in the six six point five to seven range, right? Yeah. You know, I I I agree with you on that. Yeah, I'd say it's okay. Um, I I think it's a solid porter. That's where I'm going to go with this, and um, I, I don't know what other porters Bell has, and they they call it a robust porter. Uh, boring label. I don't yeah. think it's robust at all. Mm. This seems I, like a horrible name for it. <laughs> <laughs> like like Fred said, this it's is not getting very, worse for knobs. <laughs> yeah, like Fred said, it's not very thick. There's not substance to it. it. Doesn't have a lot of flavor to it, and it's got low ABV. So what's robust about it? 
Uh, certainly not the label. It's that's not even the darkest porter we've had either. Um, no, I mean it's it's it, it's it's a porter color, but yeah, it's not motor oil. You know what? This is a not for me. <laughs> wow! Why, why am I not surprised at this point? Because <laughs> I haven't said like one good thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sounds like a solid not for him. Uh, well, I know I'm going to enjoy it. So knowing that I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to put it in the for me column. And knowing that I have four others that I will enjoy, I'm going to keep it in the for me column. Oh, God, I have five more. <laughs> <laughs> and you will finish them and you will love them. I will finish them. <laughs> Under protest. <laughs> There's going to be some dark winter days coming up ahead and I'm going to need some robust porter to get me through them. <sighs> There you I have, have to just get some more and drink them through uh, November 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> so the next four weeks can be a blur for all I care. What happens November 3rd? Oh, I know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what podcast are we on? <laughs> a beer podcast. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I wanted to share this with you, too. Uh, I mentioned the text I got from my son and (laughs) this is completely off topic, but it was on topic for getting a text from my son. So after he sent me that clip, the audio clip of Eddie Van Halen's guitar, uh, track, he sent me the next text says, nothing like getting a haircut in the UP. Walk in, sit down, six bat shit insane conspiracy conspiracy theories later, and your hair is cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that up there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know whether he participated, decided to, you know, challenge a little bit, or just, I'm sure he just sat there, mum, just... What? No, if someone's cutting your hair and they're talking conspiracy theories, you don't say shit. <laughs> Except for, yup, and I agree. <sighs> you know, I always say things like, yeah, it's crazy world. Yeah, <laughs> that's acceptable too. Yeah. Well, you've heard like up, up in the UP that, you know, a lot of the pasties shops are um, human trafficking and they're they're making the pasties out of kids out of babies yes out of babies so yeah shipped out of washington dc you know that to be true of course uh i had a pasty like two weeks ago are you telling me i you may have yes you You... Hmm. q says so good old q anon uh but now i mean q anon's been shut down right Kinda. Well, they've been banned from Facebook. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but uh, they, they had a, they had a pretty good footprint in Facebook, though. They did. Uh, I mean, they're still on Reddit. Still on 4chan, uh, which is part of Reddit or something like that, right? Nope. Do not bring that evil upon Reddit. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought there were some connections there. Completely different websites. All right. 
I don't understand either one of them. So okay, boomer. Been on either one of them. Uh, no, I think they're both evil uh, for some reason. Depending. All right. Let's get down to the heart of the business here. The nitty and the gritty. We uh, The country and the western. Other than um, losing Eddie Van Halen this week and Elvis Presley in 1977, uh, on the most serious note, we lost a great American uh, since our last podcast. Um, the Notorious. And, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, um, I mean, timing would never be good, but timing really was uh, difficult for uh, progressives um, that are, you know, relying on the court to make sea change. Um, but, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, you know, when you look at her life, everything about it was a, a, a tremendous battle and uh, she won most of them. And, you know, you know, we, we knew that she was sick at various times in the last year uh, with some pretty serious illnesses and, um, you know, but it still came as a surprise or at least a shock or at least, you know, just that it's so sad. Yeah. It, 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 that was a shocker for sure. Yeah, that was devastating. That was just a kick to the stomach. Yeah, that's for a good a way of, to put for it. For a lot of reasons. Correct. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, for a lot of reasons because you know you're 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 you're, you're thinking of her, and like I said, you know that we lost a, a great American, but we're all you you can't help but automatically leap to you know, what does this mean, uh, to an already, um, I, I hate even to use the word conservative Supreme court. I, you know, um, you know, uh, wayward, misguided, uh, uh, you know, political, you know, you know, bias, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I, you know, to, to say that the court is conservative or leans conservative, they're going to put in a conservative judge to me, um, you know, it doesn't, um, doesn't accurately describe uh, what the conservatives, again, you know, look like on this court. And, 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 you know, truth be told, like no matter what conspiracy theories Democrats and progressives want to raise, uh, her replacement's going to be seated before the election. That train is not going to stop. Well, unless all the GOP senators get COVID and can't come in and vote. They won't. They'll do it on... I mean, they would. I mean, you know, they they, they would do it. I mean, like I said, that it's, it's not... It's going to happen. Likely, yes, but they can't vote remotely, can they? Uh, I'm pretty sure McConnell said that they cannot vote remotely, and there might even be a law. So they have to work to reverse the law before they can do that, or they come in sick. Well, and that's what they would do. I mean, yeah. 
that, that's why I'm saying it, it, it's it, it's going to happen. Um, and personally, I think that they ought to. Uh, Congress ought to step up and um, you know start to move into the 20th century uh, and uh, you know be able to to vote and not be present in Washington D.C. There might be, you know, some other rules that have to be around that and some good reasons why it's not that way, but I, none of them come to mind for me. You know, maybe they would never go to Washington, D.C. Maybe that would be a good thing. It might be. You know. It seems like they're not there more often anyway. Yeah, right. Um, and, uh, you know, like... You know, the other nominees that Trump has been able to seat, uh, it would uh, it would appear that this one uh, is also wholly unfit, right? Seems to be. Uh, what's her name again? Barrett? Amy, Amy Coney Dog Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never look at her the same. I know, but... You know, some people might scream sexism there. Coney dog? Because of the dog, yeah. Oh, no. I, I was I'm, thinking, just like, saying, I'm just dog. saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I am calling her dog. I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm glad we clarified that for you. <laughs> anyway. Do you, know, do you know what her real name is? Uh, of Donald. It's what? Of Donald. What does that mean? <laughs> you obviously haven't watched The hand, Handmaid's Tale. It took oh. me a second to get that, but yeah, I got it. <laughs> of Donald. Oh, I get it. I, well, I don't really get it, but I'm putting it together. Yeah. Watch Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. great show. It's uh, a scary show. And, and, and apparently she fits right in within the mold of that, right? Yeah. I, I can't recall the, the name of that. Colt cult she's a part of but man just wackos um it's it it you know when we we talk about the election have elections have consequences piece of this i mean think about it trump in three years in four years is doing three supreme court seats Plus, what, 200 federal judges? Well, there's that. I mean, but there was very little that the Democrats could do about that. I mean, there, you know, the, perhaps there should have been more press on it. And maybe Obama could have made a bigger stink about the fact that things weren't going through. But after 2010, they were never going to go through. Um, but it's yeah, just sort of a, no matter, a perfect storm. For, no matter for, what happens in November... There's going to be long-lasting repercussions. Yes. And that's the real downside of this. Yes. Unless the Democrats increase the number, which I'm I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that, but we need to start shoveling some shit back the other way, and maybe that's a good place to start. Buttigieg had it, you know, on, on the campaign trail when he was running for president, he, I thought he had a pretty good idea. It was increasing, I think, up to 15. 
And like five were appointed from each side and then five were voted upon by the people. And they had term limits. So, I mean, yeah, there's ramifications if, if this all goes through, which it looks like it's probably going to. But I don't know that I'm totally opposed to not upping the number and let's play ball. We're, we're such wussies. We need to play ball, play hardball. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, You know, I, I still try to live in some idealistic world where we don't need to pick judges by side. You know, it, it, that, that to me um, um, adds to the problem. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's probably been this way for a long time. I mean, I don't know Supreme Court history very well. And I, I guess there's been, I mean, we know that there's been worse Supreme Courts because they've made some horrible decisions in the past. Um, most of them, you know, being right-leaning <laughs> or racist Supreme Courts. Um, but I, I, you know, it, it's still just, bothers me, I, I don't know, confounds me that decisions aren't the, at the Supreme Court level aren't more 728190, you know. I'll even take more 6-3s. Well, it's, it's you know, because they, they are... Decisions should be more black and white than they are. The, well, the problem is, is they, they put partisans on the Supreme Court and... They all ignore the charge that they're giving as a Supreme Court justice, which is to interpret the Constitution. They're not supposed to legislate from the bench. They're supposed to, you know, interpret what the Constitution says. That, that's supposedly what their job is, but they don't do that. And, and, and would you accuse the liberal wing of the court of doing that as well? Yes, I said they. I meant them all. I, 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 I figured it, and I do as well. And, and I think that some of the appointments that Obama made, or uh, I guess I have to go back to Clinton, you know, some of those are left-leaning. Um, and you're, you're right. The, 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 the problem is when Congress doesn't do its job and write proper laws, then the laws have to be not just interpreted, but but almost rewritten by the courts. And, you know, there was a case, um, I, I forget what it was. It, it was. it was a big case, but it wasn't one of these monumental cases where, you know, it was a 5-4 split and the liberal judges were going one way and the conservative judges were going another way. And I, I and I, I understood when I, when I read the majority opinion why the conservatives went the way they did because it really was following the constitution. The liberal judges basically were going in the favor of what the people wanted because Congress doesn't do their job. So, so it was kind of like, okay, as a progressive, I wanted the ruling the other way, but that falls back on Congress. Do do you, do you follow me? Yeah. I, I understood. And so you know, the Sotomayors, uh, you know, they're, well, we're going to do this because this is right for America. This is right for the people. Um, 
But, but that's not their job. That, but that's not their job. The con- that's Congress's job to represent um, people. But but and, and it's the same thing with the you know the executive branch. I mean, Congress is 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 just ceding all of their power over to the legislative branch and the executive branch. You know, I, I was reminded. Um, I think it was yesterday. And I don't remember which news outlet it was on, but they were talking about, or it could have been this afternoon, about how bad uh, the trade deficit has become and that the tariffs have done nothing but cost American companies and American consumers money. But then they went on to say that the, these tariffs are basically illegal, that that Trump raised tariffs under the... Uh, uh, under Emergency the Powers Act, yeah, but I was going to call it the sham, uh, you know, as a sham and under the guise of a of the Emergency Powers Act, and of course it, it wasn't anything like that. Well, so they, the tariffs are illegal, but Congress lets them get away with it. Yeah, he 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 puts on these tariffs in, in under I think the Emergency Powers Act. It's like if if our national security is at being threatened or our safety is being threatened, that's when you use it. And they just, like you say, they just went under the guise of that act. And like you say, they weren't held accountable by Congress. And you're 100% right there. Yeah. And anyway, that's just an example of, of you know, how when Congress doesn't do its job um, and, and the laws are poorly written um, and those in power, then, then that's how um, the other branches uh, grab hold of that because – you know, shit still got to get done. And sometimes it's the wrong shit. And, you know, like in that case. Speaking of shit. Yeah. Let, let's talk about how this little situation has just put hypocrisy up to the next level. <laughs> <laughs> just when you don't think the hypocrisy could get any worse in Washington, this happened. It's and and you know what's funny about it is when you know they when they when they held up uh, Merrick Garland's seat because it was an election year. You know a, a lot a lot of pundits would ask the question: Are you going to be a hypocrite if this happens at the next election? And they all answered, "No, we're not going to be a hypocrite. The same thing will apply." <laughs> Except for, except for maybe McConnell never answered that question. I thought McConnell said that he that it would go through, but maybe that wasn't until after. No, I think he did. I, I think he, he did say, no, we would still take the seat. Yeah. yeah. You, you got to give him credit there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, no hypocrisy, right? I mean. Well, he admits to it. He doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah, right, right. right. I, I uh, think he said before that it wouldn't go through blah 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 be get too close to the election kind of thing but then he you know he changed his mind of course once it's actually happening at least i don't think he did but you know people like lindsey graham and ted cruz and you know they, they and, and you know we didn't believe them anyway right it's just good to throw back in their face but it's, it's not like we we believe that they wouldn't push through their judge in a similar circumstance Use my words against me. Hold the tape. 
Okay, Lindsay. <laughs> Little bitch. <laughs> God, yeah. I hope he loses. Oh, I hope he loses. <laughs> yeah, hope, but I don't think he will. Yeah, probably pull it out. That guy's giving him a good run for the money down there. Uh, he he is. He, but it's just it's just so difficult. What's the matter with you, South Carolina? What is the matter with you? It, it'll I, all come come down to turnout. Just, just just like the presidential election, still come down to turnout. I I I'm not buying into these polls at all. I don't. I when the polls come on, I shut off. I don't listen to them. I. I don't believe any of it. Um, yeah, right. No, they're 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 they seem to be getting less accurate over time. You know, maybe we shouldn't vote. Maybe we should just decide who wins by polls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they haven't figured out a way to tamper with that, have they? <laughs> uh, well, I think they. I mean. You know, I think they, you know, call fake news on the polls, too. Everything's fake. Yeah. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what her confirmation hearings are like. Uh, And, you know, um, I I read a really good article, and I think you saw it, too, Fred, about, you know, do do not waste your time asking her hypotheticals. Yep. I was just going to bring that bring that article up myself. They, they basically said, don't ask her questions about the religious cult. Don't ask her, her opinions on things or hypotheticals. Just run all the illegalities that the current administration has done over the last four years and maybe longer. And cause those aren't hypotheticals. Right. Those are and, and ask her what her opinion is on each one of those. I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, the these hearings are all for show, and so I don't know if they can do something smart like that when there's a chance to showboat and, you know. But to me, that uh, would be showboating. I mean, you, you know, if, if, if the showboat comes when you stump the panel, right? I mean, isn't that what they're really always trying to do? Um, so, you know, some smart people should be asking some really smart questions and, um, you know, they should be anticipating her answers before they ask the question. And if you're not getting what you want, then don't ask that question. But but they, they don't seem to be that smart. I, there's <laughs> nothing comes to mind, but there. When I'm watching it, there's countless examples of bad questions being asked in, in congressional hearings. <laughs> like, why would you ask that? And I, I and I say that over and over and over again. Or they have their list of questions that they feel like they have to ask, and so then they don't ask the follow up questions when they get a bad answer. Yep, they just move on. Okay, okay, I'm moving on. It's like I've only got five minutes. I, I want to get more questions in, and and that's when uh, it does feel like showboating, like just TV time. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, All right, 
R.I.P. R.B.G. For sure. Is it going to be a... We thought she was going to make it. Yeah. We thought she was going to make it. And they, yeah. wouldn't even, they wouldn't even fulfill her last wish. <laughs> um, yeah. That I wasn't going to happen. She knew that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knew that very well. Mm. All uh, right. Speaking of bad questions being asked, <laughs> we <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna have a plethora of them this evening. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about our next segment. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about the vice presidential debate tonight mm-hmm. it can't be any worse than the presidential debate right it, it, it can't be anything similar it will it, it won't be it, I, I do believe that decorum will prevail yeah I, I think it'll be fairly level-headed might be a little dust knocked up but... I, I would think I, I would think that Kamala is more likely to interrupt or 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 go after Pence more than Pence will go after Kamala. Probably. Um, but I, you I, know, I think a lot of people want her to be aggressive and go after him and all that, but I won't be surprised. If she tries to, to stay out of the mud and. Oh, she will. She will. I just mean if he starts lying, you know, is she going to interrupt and say that's not true or, you know, because he is going to start lying. Like as soon as he starts moving his lips, he's going to start lying. Uh, the, the other thing and, and watch the, the lying cyborg. Um, uh, yeah, really. Um, the other thing that he's going to do is, you know, he's going to, you know, take quotes or comments or, you know, things out of context about her just to try and paint her radical, you know, like, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, violent Antifa protester or something. He's got a whole list of things you know, she has said or done in the past that he's going to try and just paint her with. And that's probably how he's going to answer the questions. So uh, that's, that's one of the things that I'll be looking for. Uh, on, the, on the reverse of it, though, he's in a pretty precarious position for a couple of reasons. Uh, number one, he was the head of the coronavirus task force. We have an out-of-control coronavirus that's killing people every day and infecting people every day. And his boss, who is reckless and feckless. And infectious. And infectious. You know, he, he, he's he got a lot dumped on him there, and, and I hope they keep coming back to that. Well, I mean, they're only going to talk about the coronavirus or the pandemic for so long probably be the beginning of the of the debate but they're not going to stay on it you know from but but you, you when you said he's got this 
you know, the, the, this challenge, right, to, to bear because he was the leader of the pandemic response for the federal government or whatever it is. And, and that it's been a complete and utter failure. And, and so many people have died and, and we're not out of the woods like so many other countries are. Um, but you're operating under the principle that he would have shame. True. <laughs> and, you know, he, he does not and his boss does not. And most of the people that support him do not. And, and so however he answers the question, now how poorly it is, he's going to be completely satisfied with that answer because he has no shame about the, uh, the catastrophe that has been the federal government's pandemic response. You know, because basically there has been no response, right? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I was trying to, I was trying to think about that the other day. What, what did the federal government do? I mean, they, they held some, you know, briefings, which were helpful for a while, but then those went off the rails. They didn't, they didn't lead in any particular way. They didn't Pulled help borders. the governors at all. Close borders. <laughs> you know, of the wrong country. They, 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 I, 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 yeah, other than, I guess, limiting travel, which is what the world was doing. So even if you wanted to go somewhere, you wouldn't have been able to. Um. But you know, once once it was here and spreading, yeah, they 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 didn't really have any sort of plan at all. Still don't. Um, so, but I don't I don't think Pence is going to be bothered by that one bit. Does anything bother him? No, <laughs> I don't know that I've seen any emotion from that guy whatsoever. Um, I'm trying to think if I've seen him debate. I guess you know did did, did he. Did he debate Kane? Kane? Yeah. They had to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess not had to have, but I'm pretty sure they would have. I know I didn't watch it. <clears throat> I didn't watch it. I, I mean, you know, as far as the, um, you know, the odds makers go, right, or the over-under, Kamala's going to eat his lunch, right? I mean, she, <laughs> she, she, is, she is skilled. I hope this. you're right. Oh, I, well, I think so. Um, well, uh, she was a district attorney before, so she is used to. And she's a savvy politician, cases, right? Yeah, and she's a savvy politician as yeah. well, right? And 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 she's very bright. I mean, you know, she'll have some some canned zingers in there. I think sometimes her zingers are somewhat, um, you know, too contrived. Kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah, well, not necessarily obvious in a way of like I would have thought of them, but obvious in that you, you, you had this in in your pocket and you were just waiting for the right moment to pull it out. Right. Yep. I guess that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to try and you know pretend to be smarter than Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is interesting though, it, as far as the VP debate goes, I think there's a lot more general interest in it, not only people wanting to see Kamala eat his lunch, but um, just the fact that 
both of their running mates are old dudes who might tip over any day. So I think there's like an un- underlying interest, people wanting to see, well, one of these two might actually be in there quicker than we think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think that's always a pretty dark view, but it's possible. I, I, I would expect, you know, Joe Biden to live four more years. But maybe not eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still don't put it past him at about two-year mark, hanging it up, handing over the reins. I do not put it past him either. And in many ways, it's what I want. <laughs> I'd take that. I could live with that. Yep. 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 And then, you know, <laughs> I mean, Trump is probably – going to be healthy but <laughs> maybe not right well I, I think right right now it just seems like he's riding the roid train yep that's what it seems like uh-huh you know I, and i and i know of course media on the left keep accusing him of that but it sort of seems like it you know what i mean uh 61 tweets Yesterday, <laughs> if that's not roided up, I don't know what is. I mean, with this, with the Trump virus, it, it's like you see people that are doing pretty good for a day or two, and then they just crash. So you know, he, you know I, I got to stop you there for a second, Fred. I coined Trump virus. I know a long know. time ago. <laughs> And you were you were referring to it as the the sickness of the cult, correct? No, I know. Which is still fitting, right? But I'm tired of hearing the China virus and the Hong yeah. Kong fluey and all that kind of stuff. So now he, you know, I, I I I saw a meme today, and I don't know if it's true or not, but. You know, it took Herman Cain 31 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was about a month, yep. And he's still tweeting. <laughs> Too soon. Is did it? The, did you see that? Uh, that <laughs> His Twitter is active. That young Broadway guy that died, he was 95 days. Mm. And he was a young, he was like late 30s, healthy. Uh, a stage performer, dancer, all that kind of stuff. And uh, you know, his wife put a video up because of that nonsense the dumbass was spewing the other day about, you know, don't let it defeat you and all that kind of crap. This guy, he lost limbs. He was in the hospital in a coma, I think, 95 days, and he finally just died about two, three weeks ago. So, yeah. Dumbass, that fat orange thing <laughs> is not out of the water. The deep water. <clears throat> um, do you think there's going to be a second presidential debate? Yes. Do you, do you think they'll be both there in person? Yes. Because Biden said, if he's got it, I'm not going. Yeah, but who... who you can't trust them. They're 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 saying the timeline doesn't add up. 
that he probably had it, knew he had it in the first debate because yeah. he showed up too late to get tested. And, and then just things just don't add up time-wise. With, with well, they won't, they, they won't uh, divulge his last negative test. Right, right, which would help people pinpoint, you know, when he had it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I wouldn't trust anything those people say. Oh, no, you can't, for sure. Um, but I but I think Biden will know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, I, I don't know. So what do you think of the plexiglass? That seems to be a hubbub. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, I don't think it was enough. I think they should have, like... Been in like a, huh? Igloos? <laughs> Plastic igloos? Yeah, see-through igloos. They could be sitting down, you know, in the, their legs crisscrossed, you know? <laughs> a clear wigwam. <laughs> mm. No, I think it's, I mean, it's obviously a good idea. It sends the right message. I mean... I mean, all, all that stuff is is good, right? I mean, I don't know how effective it is or it isn't for the two of them. I mean, you know, six feet, twelve feet, eighteen feet. I, I don't, I don't know how far Mike Pence's spittle goes. I think they're twelve feet apart. Well, an interesting thing I'd heard about the whole plexiglass thing is that the visual of it is yes. almost more damaging than anything they can say about it because here you have the so-called leader of the coronavirus team, you know, and the whole White House is lit up with it now. And he's behind a sheet of plastic. <laughs> but it hasn't I, been real successful. But I but I I'm, for TV land, I don't think it's gonna look like he's gonna be behind the plastic. Well, I- well, not behind it. There's two of them in between them. They're sitting at desks, it looks like. Yeah, I, I think the, the, the plexiglass is going to be between the two of them. Yeah, two sheets of it. Yeah. Yep. So when they're speaking and, and you know, having their, their, their close-up on TV, I, it, it, it won't be through the plexiglass. You know? But the the... Um, the moderators are probably going to be dressed like they're sitting front row for Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) I would second row Gallagher. I know what you mean. Um, Right. They should be wearing like ponchos and, (laughs) and, and those full, those full face uh, scuba masks. (laughs) (laughs) With a snorkel off the back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it'll it'll be entertaining. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I'll stay up and watch it most uh, of it. Uh, well, yeah, it starts in a few minutes. Nine, an hour, a few minutes, hour and a few minutes. Oh, I must have saw Central when they flashed it up on TV. I thought, oh, this one's earlier than the last one because I thought it was eight, but it must have been Central. I saw them. No, nine. You're certain about this? Am I certain about it? Yeah. Okay. 
Because right. Rachel and them said they were doing their pregame at eight o'clock. Somebody's looking it up. Do you want to make any comments on the presidential debate number one, or nah, not worth wasting the air? Yeah, let's just move on. Okay, yeah, it's nine p.m. Confirmed. Can confirm. So, Nobs, did you just confirm that it was nine p.m.? Yes. All right. Well, then let's get to our second beer so I can be uh, begin my pre-debate regiment. <laughs> okay. All right. Hour to spare. Uh, you, you're still in the not for me camp there? Yeah, this is not for me. I finished it, but. It's not good. <laughs> Fred, how'd you come down on the Bell's Robust Porter? I actually liked it more the first half. The second half kind of went down a little rough, so I'm going to say not for me as well. All righty. I'm, I'm still going to go for me on this. Because uh, okay. I think it's a fine porter. Okay. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. All right. Shall we uh, reach for our second brew ski? To the yep. trove. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Well, Blotto, since it was your week for beer, you may go to the trove. I give you permission. Oh, See what's there. Thank you. I'm oh. so honored. Uh, what do we got? Oh, hey, look at this. I have two Blocktoberfest by Atwater Brewery, but not three. <laughs> Sorry, knobs. Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> there's only two here in the chest. I don't know what happened to that last one. I got my own. Uh, shocking. Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, it's uh, Atwater's Blocktoberfest. Uh which is obviously a play on Oktoberfest. I I don't know why they call it Blocktoberfest. Uh, it's a Marzen style lager, so it's uh, got the German tradition celebrating uh, the harvest. A German tradition celebrating the harvest. And recall, why don't you, since you know it better than anyone else, Nobs, what is a Marzen style lager? Well, Marzen means March. So that's when they brew the beer, because back in the old days, they weren't allowed to brew beer in the summer months. So they loaded up with extra hops so that it would last throughout the summer, and then they were able to tap it in October. Because not all Oktoberfest beers would probably have, you know, 30 IBUs like this one does, or higher. A lot of them are going to be very malty. And the Marzen is the more traditional Oktoberfest. Um, it's also 6%. So uh, a yep, little... It's the, it's the slightly higher alcohol that allowed it to last uh, to October. Probably. Um, but that's fact. Okay. And on the can, it says, the perfect partner for any festivity. So maybe like a block party. I don't know. Black well, it's, got, it, it's got the umla over the O, though. So, well, 
I don't think that's referring to a block party, though. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was either. Uh, Blocktoberfest <laughs> is a Marzen-style lager known for its perfect balance of bready, nutty flavor, and lingering hop finish. Bready. I think that's a new one, right? Yeah. First time I remember that description. I don't even know if it's a word. Bready. That's very bready. Okay. All right. Well, let's. So, Knobs, uh, what do you got? Oh, shit. Well, I just, yeah, I couldn't. I, I couldn't. Have... all over my screen. Oh, nice. I couldn't find that beer anywhere. Uh, but I, I had something lingering around, so I, I busted it out. Oh, like the hops. Uh, you know my fascination with outside ales because they tie into Always Sunny in Philadelphia, one of the best comedies of all time. So I have one called The Implication, which is a triple India pale ale. Okay. And it says, no one is in any real danger, which is a quote from the show. Uh, and this bad lad clocks in at a 13%. <laughs> See ya, knobs. <laughs> And what's the name of it again? The Implication. Holy hell. Yeah, we know what that is now. Yeah. Now, now is it a 12-ounce or a 16-ounce? Uh, this is a standard 12, Oh, thankfully. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you may have to call your boss. I'm not coming in. <clears throat> right. So. so you should be thankful for the 5.6 on the porter. Yes. I'm glad we had the lower one. All right, so I've I've poured my Blocktoberfest. It's a lovely color. Uh, again, I got about a uh, eighth of an inch of head on it. Uh, mostly clear, maybe a slight haze to it. Okay, now maybe this witness was led, but. I think I can smell the breadiness. <laughs> no, seriously, it it smells like like baking bread, like yeast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give it a good whiff there, Fred. With my proboscis. Yeah, with your profound proboscis. My mighty proboscis. Your predominant proboscis. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wow, that's a real uh, change up from the last beer. Yep. For a lager, it's pretty hazy looking. It's got a nice copper color to it. Yeah, it is a nice color, um, and and it's 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 the color I would expect for an Oktoberfest beer. Uh, maybe maybe a shade darker, so that's nice. It's got a nice mouthfeel, just a nice coating in the mouth. And... Mm, I like it. I think it's very pleasant. I do too. I think it's fantastic. No, oh, I mean, yeah, this is pretty good. I, I I gotta say, there's a sweetness to it. I thought oh. I almost got a little hit of cinnamon there for a second, or some spice. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it, I guess cinnamon, it's not cinnamon, but like a, a spice to it. Very nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I do too. A lot. My first impression is two thumbs up. Uh-huh. It's a good one. I have to get this again. And I haven't been that fond of that water overall, but I like this one. Well, you know, if you read the can, they don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> Somebody will. Uh, that, hey, they no. They said they brew it for themselves. Well, they should do this more often. <laughs> <laughs> because quit trying to be something you're not. <laughs> in the past, they must have been brewing for somebody else, right? <laughs> uh, it, it says that on the can. It says, uh, um, "We're not seeking the approval of anyone else." Maybe that's why they haven't been on the show. Yeah. So, Nobs, what do you think of your rocket fuel? Uh, well, <laughs> let me go back to something real quick. Uh, Blocktoberfest is actually a block party. Is it real? <laughs> yes. Atwater has a outside festival in October that they call ah. Blocktoberfest. Okay. So and, and when is the festival? Is it September? Uh yes, September twenty first, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. T- typically Oktoberfest is celebrated in late September and then goes into October. Yep. They still didn't need the umlauts then. Yeah, that makes it fancy. Because it'd be Blocktober or something. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Look up Blocktober. Uh, that's that's more Ukrainian, I think. There, uh, <laughs> Fred. <laughs> Blocktober, comrade. <laughs> um, as for my beer, the color is wonderful. It's a very nice golden, light brown color. Uh, about an inch of head on it. That's it was very thick. I know that sounds really weird. Um, but boy, it, it kicks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm sure it does. Like, you know how if you have something sour, like your mouth kind of like puckers up and makes a strange face? Uh, I kind of got that a little bit. So what, what do you have it for? I, I already mentioned that, Blotto. The 13%. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I, I mean, ha, ha, have I you had it before? Did you have it? Uh, no, I bought this actually a few weeks ago and I had one bottle of it. So it was a single. You bought a single. I bought four of them. Okay. I feel like I'm pulling your teeth now. Yeah, so I don't know what you're you getting You drank the other three? No, I drank one. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I guess I'm just glad you're enjoying it. And welcome to Pretzel Logic. You know, um, when I saw this and it took me back to last year, I was in, I think it was last year. Time flies. It could have been two years ago. I have to, I can always check my Facebook timeline to remind me, but I think it was last year. I was in Atlanta. Uh, Pop-Tart and I were in Atlanta visiting some friends 
and uh, Decatur, actually, Decatur, Georgia. Very nice community. And it was Oktoberfest at one of their local bars uh, that they like. It's a German style bar. And it was Oktoberfest that day. And uh, one of the things that they did, which was traditional um, Oktoberfest, you know, Munich style kind of, you know, festivities was they passed around this big glass boot full of beer. Das Boot. And this thing probably held, you know, three gallons of beer. And they would pass it around and everyone just drank out of the same boot. Corona. And and it and yeah, I'm just thinking like how <laughs> you know how, how unsafe or what's what how do I describe you know unsanitary unsanitary well you you know it's unsanitary but you're not thinking people are going to get a virus <laughs> 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 you know uh, just just so far out of protocol that is like 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 even when we get back to something of normal society again, like, you know, I'm getting on a plane for business travel or, you know, we're going to see, you know, concerts again or whatever. People are, st- are, are not going to be passing around the boot next year. Probably not. Like, I think we're a long ways away from Das Boot again. Yeah. Das Boot is but a memory now. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there was one in our group that didn't do, I mean, there were people that would be like, no, nah, no, thanks. You know, I mean, this thing's getting passed around an entire bar. (laughs) So the coronavirus started in Decatur. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Decatur virus. I guess it's a very Oktoberfest German thing to do is pass around the glass boot. It was a lot of fun. And then they did the... uh, And we hardly even noticed those sores that appear on your lip. <laughs> I wear makeup. Uh, and, and then, uh, you know, then they had the, 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 the Stein holding contest. Oh yeah. You know, the big 32 ounce glass Stein full of beer and how, how long you can go. They, I, I went down to see Pink Floyd in Toledo a couple weeks ago and that they were do they had the German dancers out and then they did the Stein thing. Same, same. It's uh, people don't, you know, like the, the how well you can hold that Stein out there is not nearly as long as you might think. Like that contest ends pretty fast. I think when we saw it, it was like the guys went about three and a half minutes and the women made it just a little over three minutes. Yeah, it's like in that neighborhood. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, I can hold this thing for 20 minutes. No, no, not Did even you- close. Did you go to that Festivus thing with us? Remember Chow? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you had to uh, put, hold the beer cans together. That was worse, I think, than that Stein. Because there was three cans, if you remember when I yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. that. That was friggin' hard. Because you're not only holding it up, but you're holding pressure from arm to arm. Yeah. I, I think that was much harder than what I saw with the Stein. But carry on. No, I don't. Uh, I I just remember, you know, the Stein contest. The guy, uh, uh, 
from the couple we were visiting, uh, he did he did pretty well. Yeah, he, he got up to like fourth, third, fourth or fifth. Um, and then I remember the guy that won uh, unseated the reigning champion of like like five or six years in a row or something. History so, was made. The history was made, and you know, and the place was going bonkers. <laughs> it was a blast. Pass me they the boot. Drunk. They were drunk. We were all, uh, that that did occur that day. Anyway, uh, Fred, why don't you ask me what I'm doing this weekend? I don't really care. <laughs> wow. Not joking. <laughs> no, you really don't. I know. But <laughs> so, what are you doing this weekend? Uh, we are heading into Northern Michigan to take a look at the lovely fall colors. The foliage. Yeah. Leaf peeping. Beautiful. Termed lately. I don't know who made that up, but. Where uh, are you going? uh, We are going into the upper peninsula of Michigan to the eastern shores of uh, northern Lake Huron. Never been. Uh, I have never been to this part either. And and when Pop Tart and I started uh, dating and started doing a fall leaf peeping trip every year, uh, we'd always pick a different part of the state because, I mean, if you think about it, most people in Michigan are heading up to the northwest side of the Lower Peninsula, Traverse City, Sheboygan, Petoskey, right? Yep. Uh, because that really is the, the the best color change probably in the state. Um, I have been there, and uh, yeah, no, it's and it's terrific. But you know, just to sort of mix it up and not always go to the same place and visit more places in the state, um, you know, we started just kind of changing it up. Uh, but it, uh, it. It has its challenges because the different parts of the state hit peak at different times. And so you almost got to pick your spot and then say, okay, this is when I'm going to go. You know, or you could say, okay, I'm going to go this weekend. So what's going to be good color change? It gets rather tricky. Yep. Uh, But we've all done this, uh, at least everyone that I know. And, you know, I don't know if they do it in other countries. Um, I would imagine it's popular in other states, but, you know, we live in Michigan. It's a big thing in Michigan to go seeking the, the peak color change. Don't you agree? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amazing phenomenon if you think about it. You mean from like a, a botanical standpoint? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're green. Everything's green and, you know pretty much monotone most of the year and then i'm not sure what triggers it if it's a frost or whatever but all of a sudden everything turns to bright red and orange and yellow and just puts on a show it's amazing uh no it it really is and you know for those that live in southern states i don't think they capture what we capture up here in the north at all I don't think so either. You know, they're they're the deciduous trees uh, in the south. You know, they're just not going to go through the same kind of 
metamorphosis or whatever that they do in the north, even if they're the same trees, you know, oaks and maples and birch. And I wonder if that has to do with the the temperature swing that we have up here, you know, in the fall, 40s, 50s, 60s, and then down to the freezing temps as well. You know, they, they don't get that down south as much. Do they have to rake leaves in the south? I mean, we know what they have to rake them in California forests, but. <laughs> <laughs> Only if they want to avoid forest fires. I don't I mean, know. Can you buy a leaf rake in, in Florida? <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. I, I, I don't know, right? Um, so we can look that up. Fred, why did why do they change colors? But I'm, the reason I, I'm even hesitant to to look it up is because I will read it and not understand it. <laughs> it, it will, whatever I find on the internet will not be put probably in layman terms, and so I'm like, okay, I'll just chalk it up to magic. So is this uh, just you and um, Pop Tart? No, we're going with another couple this time, and we haven't we haven't gone with the other couple, um, Pig and Bucket. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that should be, that should be a good time. Or a bucket of pig. Um, that works out well with the hands made tail (laughs) of pig. Oh, pig. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now, Nobs, you, you were recently in the area that I'm, I'm heading off to, right? Uh, yeah, just, uh, it'd be two weeks ago. And I asked you what you thought of the color change. You didn't think it was peak then, right? No, it was definitely not peak. They were starting to change, and you know some areas were changing more than others. Uh, I think you're probably going up at a pretty good time. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping it because, like I said, you know, for those that do this and those that know what we're talking about, they understand that the 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 window of peak is very small. Yes. Yeah, you, you might know, be on like the after the peak. Yeah, it, it goes um, from peak to the leaves falling off the trees and, you know, then you've got some color, but you also have a lot of dead trees. Uh-huh. Well, I'm kind of curious on how it looks when you go up there, but I, I think you'll be in pretty good shape to see some changes for sure. I think that eastern part was, um, they were further behind than some parts already, so it should be pretty good for you. Uh. Like I, I last year, I spent a lot of time studying the maps on Peak um, because we were very limited on when we could go, um, and we weren't able to go until late October. So it was well past Peak in the north, um, and that's one of the reasons that we ended up going to Caseville, which is now mm-hmm. infamous. <laughs> um, but we were even past Peak then too, and I, it was. The weekend right before, uh, like, you know, Halloween or whatever, the 25th, 26th, something in that neighborhood, I believe. Again, Facebook would have all that information. Oh, they have everything. Uh, um, I mean, I would imagine in New England, it's very popular, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, And would like to do that sometime. I, I wonder if we have listeners that live in locations which would cause them to not have any idea of what we're talking about. Well, no, con- no concept of what it looks like. 
uh, and just how spectacular it is, right? Yeah. The beauty of it, because it, it really is something to behold when you when you come across that that grove of trees that just look like they're almost on fire. And if you've got a good, clear, crisp day, and it's a blue sky, and you, you that's laying against the the reds and the yellows, it's uh, it's crazy beautiful. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I, I mean, I, I I'm not expecting to be, uh, you know, as blown away where we're going because I just don't know how dense the forests are up there versus what they are, say, like in the Traverse City, Sheboygan area. You know, because it's it's that it's that density that really also adds to the the beauty. You know, kind of like where where. You know, and we knew when we went to the Thumb last year and Caseville, the geographic area of the Thumb of Michigan is not known for its forest density, right? I mean, it's it's actually pretty thin. Yep. You know, a lot of farmland. A lot of farmland. um, And and, yeah, maybe it was was more dense at one time. You know, we went to a a nature preserve area and, and, you know, it it was pretty good pretty good color but but not great um so i i don't really know what to expect up in the area that we're going to but i wonder you know do, do they do they do a fuller uh, a color fall change in europe i guess so right likely yeah i would think you know i i mean i would imagine there's parts of germany that are just spectacular yeah, they got mountains for the background too. Add that into it. Yeah, yeah. How about that? I, I have been. Uh, uh, where where were we at? Uh, Great Basin during the fall one year hiking, and the aspens were unbelievable. Where is the Great Basin? On the border between Utah and Nevada. Hmm. Mm. Uh, but you know, we were, you know, high elevation timber, you know, what wasn't, we were well out of the desert. I don't think uh, you'd have to be to have trees that are turning leaves. Um, I would imagine maybe, uh, Colorado, right? Yeah. Hey, Nobs. Hey, what were you doing up in the UP anyways? Uh, a little bit of a getaway, a little bit of a sightseeing, and there was a treasure hunt put on by someone, so we were up there for all of it. Treasure hunt? Yep. Really? Really. Let us hear about it. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know the individual who did it. Uh, I was basically invited, and I went along just for the adventure, uh, but this guy buried uh, like a chest with a GPS in it. Uh, like weeks or months ago. And then you had to sign up. It was like $65 or something per team. And the day of the event gave a multiple line riddle. And if you found the location, you got like $10,000 or something. Really? Wow. And that was, that was two weeks ago. And I'm pretty sure it has not been found yet. So it is really hidden. Blado. You should say you're part of his team and uh, go find that treasure. You're going to be up there. 
Yeah. yeah. Represent. Ten thousand dollars. We might stumble upon. Yep. Yeah. Just right in that area. We we're we were right there. But just couldn't find it. Hmm. Huh. That's very cool. Yeah, it was cool, but man, everything is so far apart up there. It was a lot of driving. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I'm going to the UP, and since we're heading to the eastern UP, we're not heading west where my son goes to school. And uh, old semicolon there, he's a bit disappointed. But I'm like, uh, no, we're not even close. <laughs> Yeah, that's not close whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you know, from to, from where we're going to where he is at is probably six hours. Yes, it, I think it's. I think the distance is greater than what it would be from Toledo to Mackinac. <laughs> we live so in I'm a serious big ass state. <laughs> uh, no, I know you're serious, and like I'm not. That's. Just funny how absurd that it is, but yeah. it's so far away. <clears throat> Michigan is huge if you're trying to get to the UP. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've always done on our fall trips is to always make sure we can visit a cider mill or two. Um, I don't... I. I did you come across any there, Knobs? Cider mills? Uh, yeah. No. I don't, I don't think I've seen a single one, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think that's, a, that's a, like a lower Michigan thing. That's a troll thing. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a lot of fudge and pasties. Um, fudge and pasties. All right. You know, pasties are made out of children. Um, What's fudge made out of? Same. Same. <laughs> Sweet uh, children. It's a QAnon conspiracy theory there. Yeah. Just so people realize that. <laughs> uh, it's the, the distance from Toledo to Mackinac is further, but uh, but takes less time. Yeah, hmm. 75. Yeah, it takes less time. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's up 75, you know, but it, is that a uniquely Michigan thing? I mean, in some ways, this is where we have to get out of our state is going to cider mills, a uniquely Michigan thing. That's your question. I don't know. Do they have cider I, mills in Germany? I would just assume that other states have that because I grew up with cider mills. But you grew up in Michigan, Nobs. <laughs> right. No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's you, you don't think like other states wouldn't have that because you've known it for your entire life. So you assume that's just natural. Should we explain what a cider mill is? Yes, you should. Oh, I didn't mean me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a cider mill is it I mean it's a place usually connected with an apple orchard. So they're apple farmers and they might do various things with their apples. But one of the things that they do with them is they have uh, uh, an apple press and they make their own apple cider. But then what they really do with the apple cider is they create sort of a, 
um, the farmers create sort of a, um, you know, a destination for people to go and enjoy the cider. And donuts have been a thing now that have, have attached themselves to, you know, getting your cider and donuts. And then they have things like hay rides and petting zoos and, you know, corn mazes and whatever they can have to get an extra buck out of you. Oh, yeah. They want you to open up your wallet. Uh, <laughs> do you ever have fun, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring it up with my therapist. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I, I, I do enjoy Sutter Mills. Some, some are better than others, right? We all have our favorites. And some are so over-commercialized, you yes. can't even enjoy them anymore. Correct. They, they become monstrosities. You know. So, so you know, like for our trip this weekend, if I don't see any sort of like en route, do we, you know, move off the highway, veer a little bit, you know, to stay on the plan? I don't know. Because it chews up time. You want my opinion on this? Don't <laughs> just go stay on 75, get to the UP. Don't take any exits. I hate stopping mid trip. Oh, okay. See, to you, it's about the destination, not the journey. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I hate just like random ass stops on long journeys like that. I just want to get I, to where I'm going. I, I understand. You, you have so many cider mills down here anyway. They're not any different up there. No, I'm looking for anything en route, though. You know, is there any cider mill that's, you know, is there a cider mill in, you know, Standish, Michigan? Be great if there was. What it? <laughs> Do you enjoy the cider mill experience? Uh, I haven't been to a cider mill since I was a kid, to be honest. Uh, uh, though I went haven't? a few years ago and I just picked up cider and donuts from the little shop and that was it. Are you sure for you're from Michigan? Yeah, yeah, I am sure. Well, as we're speaking, I'm Googling around for cider mills off of 75, and I'm not coming up with much. Um, Check the UP. Um, yeah, I kind of did that too, but anyway, I don't know. Uh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have as many donuts as I would have if we stopped at a cider. <laughs> The sugar and cinnamon donuts when they're hot still oh my God. With, the, oh, with the apple mm. cider, so good. Mm. I know and it I, turned... I'm not it, a big donut person either. I, I don't go out of my way for donuts. But <laughs> when you go to the cider mill and they, they've just come out of the fryer... Fred, those are on a whole other level of donuts, though. Hold on. Fred, when you said you don't go out of your way, do you recall last year? <laughs> Going to Dexter? Well, I, yeah, I remember going to Cider Mill with you guys. What, yeah, but I mean, the, remember the trip back, how out of the way that we ended up? <laughs> the way back. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what should have taken about two hours max took us like four. Oh, yeah. This is quality time together with friends. But I still think that Dexter Cider Mill has the, the best donuts. And they're all good. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, the worst cider mill donut I ever had was fucking fantastic. <laughs> that is accurate. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, and, and, and Pop-Tart brought home some. She was out by Ann Arbor and swung by Dexter and, and, and brought me home some. But then she made all these stops on the way home. And by the time I mean, they got here, they were cold and hard. Oh, and, you know, yeah. you nuke them, but it's not the same. Poor yeah. Blotto. Poor, poor Blotto. Anyway, but the main reason I'm going up to Cedarville is to get some vodka. <laughs> what, do they have a distillery up there or something? They do, and I've had their vodka, and it is fantastic. And I will be buying uh, more than one bottle. Give them a guaranteed. plug. Who, who are they? Uh, it's called Le Chevenu Distillery. And uh, they have a vodka f- called Straits. Fake name. Well, Le, Le Chevenu. Le, Le Genu. Le Genu. Le Genu. Spell it. Ah, now you okay, because I'm looking at it. L E S. Oh, oh. I, it's L E S. Genu. J E N O U S, right? C H E N E A U X. She? C H? Genu. Yeah. Anyway, wh- why does it matter? The house right? of me and you. I think that's what that means. Oh. Her house anyway. of us. In this little town. Up in the Nowheresville of the Upper Peninsula, Michigan, they make some of the best vodka I've ever had. Is it better than Tito's? Yes. Okay. Is it better than Valentine? It, it it's it's in that class. It's right, it's right in there. Yep. Do they sell that down here? They do distribute, but I think it's hard to find. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Hey, when's that debate going to start? Uh, 15 minutes. Yep. 18 minutes. Okay. Debate prep time. Oh, uh, yeah, prepped. I've got to get to some harder liquor here. <laughs> I'm prepped. This implication, <laughs> this thing hits. Yeah, Holy shit. They always do. 13% beer hits a lot harder than 18% wine. Yep. I, 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 I don't try to explain it in any scientific way, but mm-hmm. high ABV beers will affect you more than higher ABV from other kinds of alcohol. Yeah, I have half a glass left. That's like a whole other beer. Uh, two and a half. All right. So when are we going to get together? When when do we feel comfortable getting together? I keep bringing home growlers, and now I'm taking one up to Cedarville. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're, you're taking you're taking away a growler. But his point is, we're not getting together to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's like the Fred, offer of a growler. Did that sound like knobs just put two and two together there? <laughs> no. I feel like you offer the growler, but now you're taking it away because we didn't get together. Well, I'll get I'll get another growler. Okay. I can I can get lots of growlers. That's what I wanted to make sure that that was still on the table. Um yeah, now I'm not going up this weekend. So next week I won't have a growler. The weekend after that I will. Okay. I'll see you yeah. in two weeks. You know, and I, I brought, I brought, I, I brought down the oatmeal stout because I think that is, I'm, I'm gravitating that 
I'm gravitating towards that as one of our finest. Hmm. Our old it's a bold claim. Well, you know, we re- re- uh, released a coconut porter this week. Yeah. Under much Her- pomp and circumstance and, and, and fanfare. And it was, and it was a good day. It was a good day at the brewery. Everybody was loving it. Uh, I think our coconut porter is just so-so. <laughs> I think it's good. And, you know, by the reaction of the, the day out there, you know, people loved it, but people are nice. Um, I I think it's I think it's thin. And at 4.5, it's practically a session porter, whatever that means. <laughs> means we don't like it. <laughs> well, and, and I kind of I kind of said to our brewer, 4.5, really? I guess I should have specified before you started brewing what I, what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, those are rookie numbers. You got to pump those numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> Completely agree, Nobs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying I wanted it to be 8-9, but I would have put it in the 6 group. For a stout? No, it's a porter. I thought you said it was oatmeal stout. No, no, our oatmeal stout. Oh, I don't know what the ABV is. I have to look it up. No, our oatmeal stout is terrific. Oh, oh, the coconut porter. Yeah, but the coconut sorry. porter. I mixed it up. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, the coconut porter was a, a release, a, a brand new brew. Never made it before. Mm. So we kind of made a big deal out of it, and what was nice was the people responded, uh, and nobody got drunk. Obviously. <laughs> So I, I guess, you know, in some ways, that's a good thing. Um, you know, as a proprietor kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I thought, well, maybe I want to bring home the coconut porter because we just released it and, you know, could talk about that on the on, on the pod. But then I thought, no, because I don't really enjoy it as much as I enjoy some of our others. So last week I brought home the Lady Lavender, which you guys have had. Yep. And I haven't had it in a while. And, uh, you know, so I had to tap into the growler myself. And it was terrific. Love that beer. It's very unique. So we, oh, hey, uh, the next one, well, it won't be, it could be the next one I bring back if I, if I stay on what's new. But I got to talk to him about beefing up the ABV on this. Uh, he is, and I, I, I think I swore that I would never do this. He is doing a pumpkin spice. Aye. Uh, Sorry to say. We were looking for, for something to add to our, our Halloween festivities, and so he's, he's doing a pumpkin spice ale. Uh, I got to say, though, it was pretty cool watching him prepare the pumpkins. I mean, he was, he was, it was, he was more chef than brewer. And he bought special pumpkins. Not the, they're not the kind of pumpkins that you would carve for your Halloween jack-o'-lantern. S- special pumpkins? Well, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he didn't know what kind of pumpkins they were per se, but he, he knew what he was looking for to, to, to get the most pumpkin flavor. And he was like, the, the pumpkins that you carve are not those. They were, they were smaller and more dense. They didn't have as much hollow on the inside. Right, right. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And then he he, he cut them into uh, like uh, pie slices with the rinds on them still, right? And then 
um, seasoned them, and then baked them at super high temperatures. And then I don't know what he did with them. <laughs> then he went back to his laboratory to add them to beer. But it was it was it was pretty cool watching him prepare these things, and then when they were all cooked up nice. Well, yeah. maybe since you witnessed it, you, you, you'll give it a, a fair shot. Oh, you know, I think it's I think it's going to be a good beer. Um, you know, you know, we just did that whole episode about being anti pumpkin spice. <laughs> you know, and I can still stand by that, but just looking for a, a different beer. Okay, we out of here. I believe so. It's yep. a debate time. Uh, 11 uh, minutes. Fred, how are you going to end up on this beer? Oh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I do too. It was good top to bottom. No yeah. complaints here. Block party weekend. That's right. Blocktoberfest. Yeah, man. <laughs> Went to Jamaica. <sighs> the, B, the BD thing. All right, you guys. Okay. Enjoy the debate and bottoms up. Bottoms up. Next side of the pod. Bottoms up. Out. Out. Politics. Some culture and craft beer. Politics. And that is why you're here. Politics. I don't.